Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR20 for first-time users to get 20% off and DNVR25 for second-time users to get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons, and on this episode, we kind of give a state of the Colorado Rockies spring training assessment here. We're, we're going to get you all caught up on anything you may have missed if you haven't been watching each one of these games or listening to each one of these games. Uh, get you caught up on some of the injury news. That's where we'll start here in a little bit. Uh, what, what kind of the developing narratives are for the team who've been the surprises, all that kind of stuff. And we'll maybe have some time to take some questions if we have any, though we're not live on YouTube Today, remember, you always want to be subscribed to YouTube because more often than not, we're going to be there and you don't want to miss any of that stuff. It was a good weekend of games. We had some AT&T Sportsnet games going on. We, we talked to Drew Goodman on Friday. So it definitely feels like we're, we're getting a lot closer now. The comings and goings on the field, uh, some of the numbers some not so much become a little bit more important as we start thinking about roster construction and who's going to make this roster, who isn't, because there is definitely some some flexibility with things and uh, and injuries. And they're an unfortunate part of, of this time of the year. And I think the Rockies were pretty lucky last year. And last spring, I remember thinking, man, they haven't had anybody really get too banged up. And I think that was true yeah. for the most part, even with the second uh, summer camp. And I think for the most part, that's been true now, except Saturday, Brendan Rogers trying to swipe second base pulls up with a little bit of a hamstring strain. True. What were your initial thoughts when you saw that? Cause yeah, it wasn't that's, good. Um, was not good. No, it's not. And, and it's one of those, 
you, you can't help but do the, oh man, here we go again with this guy. We live this story with David Dahl for a while, um, you know, and you can't help yourself. Even if they're totally unrelated, uh, e even if these injuries have, have nothing to do with each other. And then you, you just start saying things. And I, and I saw so much of this on Twitter out there, a little bit of it in our private discord channel for the members. And, and there being just this sense of, well, it's the Rockies and it's Brendan Rogers. So he's probably dead now. And it's just like, look, look, look. I get it. I get it. And there's really no reason to be, in my view, optimistic or pessimistic until we have a little bit more information here on Brendan Rogers. Uh, you know, the two statements we got out of Bud Black were essentially, uh, you know, so far nothing looks terrible, but no timetable, right? Um, which is pretty standard for them and actually pretty standard in, in baseball to do the, the no timetable thing. Uh, until they've got a specific uh, evaluation, you know, and a lot of times it, it really does come to that. So you really hope for for him that this is not a big deal, that, that he can be ready to go. You know, we really don't know. It could be anything from a couple of weeks to a, a – I mean, hamstrings are – they're, they're tricky beasts, man, and um, that, that can be a real problem for a while, and it's not something you want to rush back from, and it's not something in a season like this that you want to rush back from. And I, I suppose the, the silver linings, we may have to <clears throat> have a shirt made out of this at some point, uh, but one of the silver linings to any bad news like this throughout this season, any year where the Rockies aren't or shouldn't be expected to compete is to say, well, it's not like this takes you from – an 87 or 88 win team, which means you're on the bubble to be in that second wild card. Maybe you're in it. You're fighting for postseason to four or five games out. And now you're screwed. This costs you a postseason spot, right? This takes you from 74 wins to 72 wins. <laughs> like this is if, if, he, if he misses significant time. And even that is an assumption. So it sucks because it's him and you just want him to be healthy. And it's hard not to compile as a Rockies fan right now and let everything snowball in this weather. Uh, but I think I think it's worth taking a deep breath and, and worth remembering that, you know, more than anything, this is a setback for him, and that's a bummer. And every and and he should you know, we should just want him to get healthy so that we can learn more about him. He can learn more about himself, and he can prove himself because nobody anywhere roots for. Uh, a talented young athlete's career to be ended before it started because of injuries. That just sucks. Right. And we don't, no one wants to see that. When the official biography of the Colorado Rockies is written, it might be called the story of silver linings. Cause quite literally the Rockies do have a silver lining around their name as, True. as, as True. part of their, their color scheme. But one thing we talked about briefly in our, 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 Discord, our Discord channel uh, for, for members only of the DNBR.com is this idea that the Rockies, like other teams, will withhold certain information or may not go into a lot of detail. And you understand why that would be on certain things like injuries. So while we, we certainly don't necessarily know uh, the, the extent of Rogers' injury, it would be... Uh, it would be, you know, 
they the Rockies wouldn't be setting up Rogers for success if they were to put a timeline on when he was to return. And then as right. soon as he doesn't miss that timeline because of health, just just because that's how it goes, they miscalculated in the prognosis and the diagnosis. Now all of a sudden, Brendan Rogers looks like the bad guy. So maybe it will be a month. Maybe he comes back a little bit sooner. So as you, as you kind of alluded to, Drew, like yeah, it could be a couple of weeks. It might end up being more. We we don't know. We just have to be patient. But you're right. You you want this young guy to to go out there and be able to perform. It was his job uh, for second base. Uh, Goody even confirmed, like, yeah, you know what? As much as a young player like him, you might not want to give him the job yet. You go, well, look, there's really no better options. You want him to go out, have some success. And I had to look up, you know, Bryce Harper's career. Because you know he he won an MVP early on at age 22, but really out of his first six years in uh, the majors, excuse me, first seven years in the majors, uh, he only played over 140 games like twice. So that was one of the things that he had to figure out as a big leaguer is, is like how hard do I push it? You know where do I learn to kind of scale back? You saw him running into walls. You saw that with Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, and and again Brendan Rodgers, Ken Griffey Jr., Bryce Harper. Not putting these guys all in the same talent category, but you are putting them all in the same category as far as being, you know, top prospects for their franchise guys who there's a lot, you know, being heaped on these guys' shoulders as far as what they need to produce. And so, unfortunately, part of those growing pains for him might be knowing when to scale things back a little bit. You talked about trying, uh, wanting to, to go 20 and 20. Or yeah. not, he didn't say 20 20. Yeah, he I mean, said he wanted to steal 20 bases. And you go, well, yeah, good. He he should be setting those kind of goals. Yeah. And then he goes, pulls a hamstring. And there's people out there that might want to give him criticism. And he, well, what is he supposed to do? He's playing baseball. He's pushing himself. And he, he's got to figure these kind of things out. And unfortunately, you live and you learn. And so I understand why the Rockies would maybe not want to, you know, again, put a deadline. No, no team is going to do that and say, he will be back by this date. And if he doesn't, He's gonna look really bad. Right. That's, you you don't do that. You That's, can't do that. So yeah, it might be frustrating. Failure there. Yeah. Yeah, it might be frustrating because it might not be for another month until we see Brendan Rodgers. But we hope, you know, he ha- has a good recovery. He's he's looked really good um, this spring. Look, man, excellent exit velo, man. I I think yeah. some of it has to do with the mic that they've been using for the AT and T Sportsnet <laughs> games. Have you seen that? Like, have you heard? Yeah. Oh, the sound yeah. of that ball off the bats. Yeah. It's yeah. been it's been Beautiful. shotgun-esque. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic. But but he really has been. Yeah, he's been hitting the ball hard. It's it's just yeah another another big bummer for him. And and we're back in this spot, but hopefully not for too long. Um, good injury news though in in other departments. Yeah, Scott Oberg is is going to be back again pitching tomorrow. Not uh, Tuesday's game will be uh, a night nightcap. Uh, they're going to, they got a game at Goodyear against the Reds. <sighs> nice so Scott baseball. Oberg making his next one. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I went to any night games. My, uh, the couple of times I went down to, to spring training. Yeah. I mean, what, what was two of them were at chase field. So that doesn't yeah. necessarily as a night game when you're in a dome. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nighttime games at spring training are, are great. Uh, there, there's a, there's a special weird magic to nighttime spring training games. Cool, cool breeze coming in. I imagine yeah. too, on those warmer days. 
Yeah, it's like it's cool, but you it only gets so cool because you know it's Arizona and <laughs> it's like and the weather in general is warming up, and so yeah, it's just got this special environment and, and atmosphere and uh like uh because all the other ones are they're they're mostly day games, and you got the extra drinking I done. You know, people have had a lot of Breck brews <laughs> by that time in the night, it's still party time. You got the spring break crowd down there. I think I've been to also especially night games like St. Patty's Day night games at uh mm. oh I'm blanking on the Cubs Cubs field is you'll know Sloan Park Sloan in Mesa yeah and there's just a weird ass vibe and but it's cool it's cool it's like, that's a Cubs thing buzzes, right right and it sells out you know and you're like this feels like and, and people get like really excited over big plays and then there's no negative energy when something bad goes against their team because it's spring training so it's just this great like buzz nighttime games and yeah they're the best that is that is probably the best place because if you think of all the the cities in the u.s you know chicago definitely has one of the biggest saint patrick's day celebrations so it would extend that at sloan park that would be the case so that's this is actually uh, a tuesday night's game against the reds reds is the only night game that they're going to play until you know until they get to game number two friday night uh, April 2nd against the Dodgers. So it'll be good to see Oberg there. And then also tomorrow on one of the backfields. So you might even be able to, to take in a, a doubleheader if you're down there. Uh, if I'm not sure exactly what they're allowing as far as the backfields go, if they're allowing fans. But I'm in a B sure game, in, a, in the past, hey, man, you could just walk around. And it's 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 amazing. You, you it's have to get down there in a normal yeah. year. Next year, you, you've got to go down there. Even if you literally didn't go and purchase tickets to a game at Salt River Fields, just going to be down there around the mm-hmm. vibe, going to different camps. Even if you're a Rockies fan, you don't even have to go to Salt River Fields. Just go to the other camps just to get the baseball vibe. Like It's it's just unlike anything you will ever experience. So in one of those backfield games uh, against some of the Angels uh, minor league guys, Antonio Senzatella is looking to throw about three innings. Uh, in one of those B games, and he's he's one of the other major pieces. It's you know last year for the abbreviated 2020 season, we did, did the definitive five, the five players who the Rockies will need to count on the most to do well, and pretty much only two of those five guys actually came through. And you know three of those five guys, three of those five guys did well for the first few weeks in the first month of the season. One of them dropped off, and lo and behold. There you go. You you have the reason why they weren't able to do it. And so this year, you know, two of those guys again. Antonio Senzatella is a key piece. Brendan Rodgers is a key piece. A guy that I think you know probably would have had maybe a couple whispers about you know potential All Star this year. You know, with 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 following a couple good games, he gets hot as he's known to do. And so it's good to see Senzatella getting back down there. We'll see if he's ready for opening day. It might be a little bit much to ask for, but. If the the simulated game goes well tomorrow against uh, the Angels, we'll have a better idea on Wednesday, and and then we can start thinking about this five headed dragon that they've got down there at Coors Field and their starting rotation. Is it a dragon? Yeah. I don't know. What would it have to be? A five headed? I was gonna say that's what? the only thing I can think Bulldog? of. It's got five heads. Is yeah, no a real Cerberus situation, right? Yeah, but yeah, plus two, which I think that's just then you're like then you got one. Well, no, as I said, then you got like one head looking straight backwards, which now that I think about it, would be very useful. 
<laughs> it's right. You'd think if, if you've got a, a couple extra heads, you got to have one looking to the back. I mean, oh, totally. it only makes sense. Uh, by the way, as we are recording this, the Rockies are trying to rally in the bottom of the sixth against Mike Kickham. Could be. Now, I know there was a Pirates prospect, Nick uh, Kickham. Kickham. No, that's Kingham. Kickham. So that could be Mike Kickham. Yeah. Mike Kickham. Don't know. Don't know. Lefty, no. that's probably, um, you know, one of the greatest prospects of all time. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, he's wearing a Dodgers jersey. So you got to think right, sure. right off the bat. Right off the bat, you might have to trade Charlie Blackman for this guy straight up, uh, having never heard of him, but he's left-handed right. and he's on the Dodgers. So that's probably the report on him. Mm. But uh, Jonathan Dawson, CJ Crone with a couple of singles, Sam Hilliard strikes out swing, and they're down 9-3 in the bottom of the sixth uh, as we're recording this. So we'll keep you updated on that if there needs to be. Not a... Not a great day for Rockies pitching. That said, nobody uh, who's expected to be a part of uh, right. the Rockies' opening day rotation or bullpen got touched up at all. The only person who pitched from that that fits that category is Jordan Sheffield, and uh, he got two strikeouts and a clean inning. So. And Justin Lawrence came in to clean up Mojica's mess in the second inning to, yeah. to get that final out. So big, big props to him. He's been... Uh, looking good after a year off last year um, due to PD suspension. So that that was nice to see. And again, it, it just kind of puts in context this idea of, of why statistics in spring training should be taken with a grain of salt. It's a very small sample size, first first and foremost. And two, you never know what you're up against. You, you, you know, I saw the, I saw the dodge. Well, no, no, now, now you're hurting the Rockies cause because right now they should have, Fuentes should hit a six-run home run here with two guys on base because, you know, Nick Kickham's in. But um, <laughs> kick him around a bit. Kick, but, just kick him around a little. But you look at what the Dodgers had in their lineup today. I mean, they, they were full squad with Betts and Seager, Turner, all those guys locked and loaded. And who do, you know, the Rockies throw out, like their, their eighth or ninth starter in, in Jose Mujica. So, you know, it's, that's, that's somewhat to be expected. And I was, I was actually thinking, and, and of course we'll never know, that I, I think that would be a, a fairly good strategy in a season like this to say, well, you know what, we want to steal a couple games from the Dodgers right. during the course of the season as we want to be the snake like in the this. grass. I like we're this. the we're the underdogs. You know, we've got a chip on our shoulder. You know what? Let's not show them our best guys. So we're going to go out and hey, Mohican needs work, and you know we don't know what we're going to get from him, but we're not going to throw one of our five guys. We're not going to throw our our five-headed bulldog. No, We're not no. going to do that. And so, okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah, sure. If the Dodgers have a win in spring training when it means absolutely nothing and they score nine runs in the first few frames, who cares? Rockies still have their dogs that they can ride. Bud Black, he's got his, his whip. He's on his sled. I was going to uh, say, keep, keep going, because I am building like a very specific like Greek mythology image now in my head because the Rockies themselves are the snake in the grass. Kyle Freeland has said, but the mm. rotation is clearly, as you have now said, the five-headed bulldog. So it's got the body of a snake, the five heads of a bulldog. I was big into mythology. I, I guess I was going to say when I was a kid, like I ever grew up. You all know better than that. <laughs> the, the, this is this is an this is an Alaskan sled dog race here with yeah. Bud Black with with the whip. We have to see if we can get him to grow a big old bushy beard there. But bulldog you want to save those dogs. Mm. 
for the regular season and not because like they're going to win their World Series, but because they want to be spoilers, because they want to say, look, Dodgers, maybe we're not ready right now, but when we need to be and when we're going to be in, and, and maybe it could be at the end of next season. Like, as, again, we know they're not going to contend this year, but it w- it's not crazy to say, you know, after the All-Star break next year, the Rockies aren't one of those hot teams that people really start to pick up on and say, hey, things seem to be clicking down there in, in, in Lodo with Brendan Rodgers and Ryan McMahon and Josh Fuentes, you know, kind of coming to fruition and, and Hilliard, Hampson, Tapia, Blackman's got a year left and they still got, you know, a big rotation. They added Austin Gomber. Like, it's not crazy to think that by the end of next season, People are, are just starting to like the Rockies, not to win the West in 2023, but they're saying, you know what, this is one of those young and exciting teams where they could do something. And I, I don't think that's really uh, any stretch. And, you know, again, it, it has to start this year. They're going to take their lashings. They're going to get beat down pretty bad a lot this year, but they're going to learn from that and, and move forward. I like this theory, though, because I've kind of asked Bud Black a couple of questions that are all along these lines without even necessarily having realized that I've done that myself, but how are you going to steal wins, you know, without asking him that straight out, right? Knowing basically trying to get out of him, like, are you going to manage to do this? Are you going to, in both senses of the word manage to do this, um, to figure out ways to ride that rotation to, to do the switches when you need to, to play CJ Crone for the first six innings so that he gets the big double or the big home run when you need to. Then he's out of there for Josh Fuentes, who's playing fantastic defense. Or if maybe Ryan McMahon's gone into a slump and Fuentes is sliding over there, you're moving guys all around. You're having everybody steal bases when you can. And, we, you know, we've talked about all, all these different things that the Rockies can do. And it, it's not going to lead to them. Uh, as Patrick was just saying, you know, going on some great runs or winning the World Series or winning their division or even getting a wild card spot or probably even being a 500 team. But one, it's going to mess some people's days up and that's going to be fun. That's just going to be objectively fun to watch them do. And two, it's going to start to build toward something. It's going to start to build toward an identity. You're going to find out who can hang and who can't. And there is always that sliver of a chance that you work yourself into being a little bit better than you thought you were going to be. And maybe a guy like Trevor Story goes, you know what, maybe it's not so bad around here and does sign an extension. Or if you don't do that and you end up having to trade him and move on, some other player goes, I mean, I'll go out there. That looks like fun. And now they've got all this money to spend because they don't have Trevor Story or Nolan Arenado on the books anymore. And, you know, there's all kinds of good things that can come from it, but it does sound like they're going to have that kind of season. If I'm reading between the lines and Bud Black answering my questions, he was basically like, yeah, we're going to run, you know, we're going to uh, move guys around in our bullpen as we need to. We're going to get creative. Uh, we're going to try to take games. We're not going to force Ryan Altapia to try to hit big home runs. We, we want him to be a hit collector. That was his answer to my question on Tapia. You know, we just want him to get out there, be on base all the time. Maybe swipe a couple, ball gets in the gap, score from there. We're going to see what happens, you know. And I, I was like, it's going to be really fun to watch those games where it works, and, and it's going to be really funny to watch the games when it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there will be those games where, yeah, <laughs> like you said, there'll, there'll be flashes where you go, I, I can see this team doing some things and, and having the pieces that they need and and some of those pieces getting even better 
in the next season or two. But yes, there will also be those moments of, wow, that was a shellacking, an eight-run first inning by the Padres and the starters out and Chi-Chi's in the game, you know, whatever it is. And you just go, maybe the Padres will be nice and they'll just they'll stop trying after they get 16 runs by the third. <laughs> right. Like that's that'll happen. But but what we'll, will we'll also go down, and again, I, I try not to paint things too bright because I I don't think this team is that great. But I don't I don't mind. I, I could watch a hundred loss team. I don't care. I don't think this team is a hundred losses. They might be pretty darn close to it if things don't go their way. Right. If 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 you lose Sensatella and you lose Rogers, now we could be talking a little closer to hundred. But regardless, I don't I don't want to paint things, you know, uh too too positive and and, and uh, too purpley, if you will. But as you said, you kind of touched on this idea of like, you know, maybe Trevor Story changes his mind and he decides to stick around and I think a lot would need to happen for that. But one of those things could be, you know, the Giants kind of, they're going to have a lot of money coming off the books, but they, you know, make a couple moves this off season and they, they're, they're just really, really bad, really atrocious without really any major plan. They always seem to be hanging around, but if the Rockies go and really can kind of shove against the Giants, you go, all right, Rockies aren't, aren't the worst in the West. They're, they're fourth. And then the Diamondbacks, who are kind of in a similar situation as the Rockies, I think they have a much better farm system, a little bit deeper. They've they've been losing a little more successfully and drafting a little bit better uh, in the past. Well, again, maybe the the Rockies kind of shove against uh, the the D backs and you know spoil a couple games for the Padres and Dodgers. And you go, you know what this this is the third best team in the West. And you know what it's the the Padres run isn't necessarily going to be a decade like the Dodgers and the Dodgers could slip up at some point, probably not. But again, it it doesn't have to be the Rockies are the worst team in all of baseball. Why would I want to sign with them? Well, if they're not the worst team and they're actually somewhere mid range uh, and at least mid range in the NOS, maybe Trevor story says, uh, maybe I, maybe I do want to come back. That might not happen until the off season. He might not sign an extension midway through the year, but he could say, you know what, this team is a little bit better. Uh, I have to be a little bit more patient, but I think that by the end of the 2022 season, we could have something, not a playoff appearance yet, but we could have something. And then in 2023, we start to really make those moves with this next group of guys that we're going to see this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think it all depends on the pitching, and I and I, yeah. I would say it's even you know it's it's even premature to say you know by next season why not like a lot of things that have to go their way, but you could be sitting there in that position going, you know why not if if these pitchers do what they need to if the young guys do you know step up and you go okay now you just need a couple of actual signings in an off season where you should have money though we don't really know. Again, what if they were really shedding money? We still don't know the answer to the question of whether or not they were shedding money to eventually spend it or shedding money just to save it. So that remains, of course, the big question that looms over that. But if you're you're living in you know a year from now land, those are those are questions that are difficult to answer. So yeah, it's just there, there's a lot of good that can potentially come from just going out there and and figuring out ways to to win games that you you know quotes shouldn't. And if there's a regime change, that could be something too. I, I saw something that right. listed the odds for, you know, who's the first manager to get fired. 
Bud Black was tied with a slew of guys as uh, the second likeliest. Um, now, again, that would be more of a regime change by ownership, maybe just wanting to kind of move on for whatever reason. I, I think Buddy's probably um, a pretty solid manager of, of a team of this ilk, like just, just to help develop these young guys and everything he's meant to the pitching yeah, staff. Yeah, that seems like a weird... And- I think I think it's just when you go, oh, well, you know what? They're they probably going to be one of the worst teams in, in baseball in the NL. So obviously the manager has to be on the hot seat. So you look at it that way. We know Jeff Breidich should be on the hot seat. He isn't. So again, that's another one of those elements. You go, maybe Trevor Story does come back if they kind of shift some things around a little bit. But right. uh, we definitely have a long way to go so, until that yeah, goes happen. It's a lot can happen. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> As I've said a couple of times, if the last year has taught us nothing, it's said a lot can happen. But hey, if you think we're completely full of it with all that, if you th- if you're sitting there going absolutely not, there is no way any of that happens. Put your money where your mouth is. Certainty pants. It's a terrible, terrible nickname. Get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make a little money if you are so certain about how this baseball season's going to go. I see you out there telling everybody what's going to happen. That's what we're in here doing. I'll tell you what, if they've still got, I'd have to double check on the Rockies if they've still got them at like 64 and a half wins as, as it stands right now, I'm still taking the over on that pretty easily. Um, yeah. You know, I just, I don't think they're that bad. I really don't keep your eye on that Trevor story trade though, potentially. And, and as Patrick said, key injuries, like they are a key trade or a couple of bad injuries, especially to the pitching away from potentially being that bad, but as constituted, I don't think so. Either way, uh, whether you're ready to bet on baseball now, you're, you're feeling bad that you can't bet on football right this instance, or you want to take advantage of the promo deal going on right now. Cause I got March madness. You can still bet on underdogs, bet $4 for an underdog to win 200 $56. If they win, it's that simple. When you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code DNVR when you sign up. And again, you'll turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choice pulls off the upset. Code DNVR, 4 bucks into 256 bucks for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. <clears throat> Excuse me, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's funny because I am never upset when an underdog beats an overcat. Because it's sure. it's fun. I mean, unless I've put a lot of money on the overcat. Sometimes the At overcat. that point, I'm up, I'm upset. All right. I, I, I have a quick question for you before we go on. And it can be a yeah. brief answer. Would it be the worst thing in the world if the Rockies lost 100 games this year? No, not at all. Okay. All right. it, no, it, it really, really wouldn't. It, it and that's like what what I want to stress actually in both directions is that it does not matter. Almost like this season is not about how many games the Colorado Rockies win. What you want, in my estimation, now everybody has their own thing. If I know there's fans out there, it's like all I want is to win. That's all I care about as a fan. If they, uh, fair enough, fair enough. It's, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying. It's going to be a bad season for you almost certainly then. And chance it goes the other way, very limited. But as as far as like the future goes and, and what there is to be invested about, it's all about moving levers up and down for all of these individual players, especially everyone who's either under contract or team control for a little while or 28 years old and younger. 
right? We don't need to learn about Charlie Blackman. And the only thing we need to learn about Trevor Story is if he's staying or if he's going. Everything else is, is Garrett Hampson end of the year, better projection for the future or worse projection for the future? Sam Hilliard, Brendan Rogers, Ryan McMahon, Ryan Maltapia, Antonio Senzatella. There's obviously the question about whether or not John Gray stays. In addition to this same question, is his stock higher or lower? Freeland, Marquez, everybody on the team, including Michael Gibbons, Scott Oberg, and, and Daniel Bard, all of them still have those questions, even though they're a little more veteran guys with more resumes. So for me, this season is all about that. It's almost like a video game, like a, an RPG or like a Lord of the Rings or whatever. And everyone's just a different character. And you're just seeing if, if they're building growth and they're gaining experience and, and leveling up or are they not? And, and so bad news is anything that's bad is like this, this Brendan Rogers sucks because now he's not going to gain any experience. He can't level up right now. He's not in your party. Like that sucks. Um, but the losing games, lose 120 games. I won't, you know, like, and then you do get good draft stock and all the things you've talked about. And then there's a lot of good that comes from losing games as well. So, um, you know, I just think that if there was a way to lose a whole bunch of games, but also have all those growth levels up and you're, everyone's moving up. I just think those things might be a little, I don't think so. Contrary. You don't think I so? know it's funny. I was thinking that I'm like, I'm like, well, all right. Uh, Rogers is an all-star McMahon is an all-star. Right? What else do I want? And like, at a certain point, I just don't think you win a hundred, you lose a hundred games and you still have like all of those things leveling up. I think you probably can have some things that just like, ah, we still kind of don't know about Hilliard and Hampson. Sure. You lose a hundred, but then, but then you do get a Rogers all-star and McMahon all-star. So I, I don't think sure. you could win everything. Um, but I, I think there is a scenario where kind of those key elements you know, you know, become something. And you say, uh, Michael Givens was, was a bust and you weren't able to get anything from him, uh, at the trade deadline and you go, ah, that's, that's, that sucks. <laughs> but how, again, how about those young guys that you mentioned? How did they do? And you go, maybe one of them got hurt. So he didn't get a chance to level up, but he didn't take a step backwards. We didn't learn that he isn't a thing. He just didn't get a chance to be that thing. So it's weird how those levers move. And I think, yeah, at a certain point, if you if you do lose a hundred games, you are going to be uh, I think somewhat limited to you know that that upside. And so yeah, so but but I think ultimately you're saying if they lose a hundred games or ninety nine, you're not stuck. And I don't think anyone should be stuck on this idea of yes, but the Rockies have never lost one hundred. <laughs> right. Therefore, well, therefore nothing. No. It's just yeah. lose a hundred games. What whatever. Some of it is just a little bit of luck yeah. too. Yeah. I will say I'm not stuck on that the same way I'm also not stuck on they've never won their division because there have been That's a fair. number of years where the Rockies have been the wild card team where they would have won several other divisions in baseball. But, you know, That's the Dodgers are right there. So it's like it's a little bit, you know, it, and, and that's a huge talking point that they've never won their division. Which, you know, fair enough to some extent. But, yeah, I don't I don't really care that way that much one way or the other. Um, but. I'll lay a scenario out for you because you just played. I was like, I, I think the way that could happen really is if they they struggle out of the gate. They have a bad mm. first half of the season, really. which they almost never do. Right? They almost um, never do. They usually start hot. Uh, yeah. Actually, that that's We're good been over the last ten years. Five hundred. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are years you go back into the early two thousands. There were times they struggled out of the gate. Actually, two thousand seven is probably the most famous example of where they started the year bad. 
and finish the year on a torrid stretch. Um, but, you know, I, I think the way this would play out is that they're so bad in the first half, and, and it's largely, you know, guys still finding their footing, right? Rodgers isn't good yet. Hampson Hilliard isn't good yet. Maybe McMahon's doing well. You want that, right? But uh, the bullpen's just an epic disaster. And so you have to trade all those guys out. So you end up moving Gibbons and and maybe Bard or something like that. Maybe hang on over, whatever. Uh, you got to trade Trevor's story because you're just so bad. It just doesn't make sense to do anything other than just get what you can for him, right? So at the deadline, you're you're moving guys out. You're 10, 12, 15 games under 500, whatever. And you move story, you move on from the veterans. And then, you know, at that point, the young guys really do start finding their footing. So the team is so bad, and maybe they don't even start winning games right away yet, but that they finish the season hot. So that way, at the end, you're like, Rodgers does look like an eventual all-star. Hilliard and Hampson have cemented themselves in. Maybe McMahon's been great the entire year. The pitching staff's been solid the whole time. Maybe you've worked out an extension with John Gray. And now you are feeling very positive about all these young guys, but you're still maybe working on a hundred loss season because you just dug such a big hole early on and then had to trade all your veterans. But then once that happens, the young guys, like I could see it going that way. If you want kind of the best of both worlds where you still get a high draft pick for losing a lot of games, but ultimately you hand it over to, to these young guys who start to prove their worth. And, and that's what it's about is if, if this is a, a lost season as far as not going to win the World Series or even make the postseason, well, how do you make the future better? We saw that last year, and, I, and that was part of the write-up when we did, we did a preview. It was like kind of the worst-case scenario for the season was almost what happened. They didn't really make a, a push for the postseason. I mean, they acquired players to make that push, but it didn't come to fruition, and they weren't completely awful. So they didn't get the really good pick, and they didn't make the postseason. So they were kind of smack dab in the middle. They, right. uh, they, they, they were the worst of, of both worlds in a lot of way, and they were they had the they're going to have the eighth pick this year. Whereas if they would have lost two more games, they would have had the fourth overall pick. And so you say, all right, the season's lost. So go out and lose those games like they do it in the NBA. You know, they they tank intentionally and and it could even be a one year kind of thing that we see. And, and it's funny because in 2019, they were three and 12 and you go, wow, this is a that's a that was a really, really bad start. A lot of that had to do with injury and they had the players. Yeah. They still had the same guys who made the postseason in 17 and 18 and they ended up being fine and they were still sitting in a, a postseason spot at, at some point in June before the wheels fell off. But that was a team that was really good. This team starts off three and twelve. That's just an indicator just, of, of probably who they are. Even if a couple, even if it's just Senzatella and Rogers that are out, you go, ah, those are those are key pieces. But those aren't pieces that you get back. That oh no, they would have been twelve and three with those. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly right. But there, there's a lot of ways the season can go. But yeah, ultimately for me, it, it really is about those those individual performances and, and for sure. what happens with the win total is is secondary. Um, so, and there'll be those individual games of spoiler. Like there will be those games. Oh. Like opening day would be great. Like again. If they go out and and somehow beat Clayton Kershaw, who is not great at Coors Field, that would be wonderful. Again, we're yeah. not going to change our minds and think, hey, maybe postseason. Oh, they but got you know him. What? 
But you know what? That immediately puts the Dodgers kind of in a little bit of a hole. It's just a nice little thing for fans. Exactly. Oh, man, that bear is going to come back for the next three games. But you know what? So so that's – I mean, it's a little too early to talk about a best-case scenario for the opening weekend. But if you take opening day, you know the Dodgers are winning the next three. So do you want opening day? Or would you rather take two of four and lose opening day? Yeah, because again, it doesn't care if if they they're they're going to win the next three games because they're pummeling guys in the bullpen that have probably no part of the Rockies' future. So again, take your three wins. Who 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 gives a damn? Let the Rockies fans feel good about opening day. Get a big high profile win. Make Clayton Kershaw feel bad at okay. Coors Field again. Uh, probably this comes on the back of just a stud performance from Herman Marquez, right? Who's just been and not Kyle Freeland fantastic. starting I would at home. I, I think that's right. That's right. Because they're I, gonna, I think you're right. Because I think you're right. I think it's Marquez. And, but. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Marquez is, is stellar. A nice little two to one win. He, he pitches eight innings, you know, hands the ball over to either Oberg or Bard, which either way is a phenomenal story. There's going to be fans there to be able to cheer the return of either of that guy in that moment. The energy is going to be phenomenal. Uh, Rocky's got two runs late, uh, two run Jack from Ryan McMahon after Garrett Hampson uh, got plunked by Clayton Kershaw. Rymac chases him from the game and makes it two one Rockies ball. And, game. At, uh, and at some point at about one thirty in the morning between April 1st and April 2nd, the asteroid hits earth and we can all end. Boom. We can all leave this mortal plane and go. Rockies one and zero, baby. They defeated the defending champs yet again, and we can all kind of live. Is that what we're talking about, though? The next three games, yeah. When we're in heaven or purgatory or wherever we go, we're like, how about that final game, though? (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) Kershaw, we beat Kershaw. Took him out. (laughs) Left on left. (laughs) 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 I imagine that's what it sounds like. That's what it looks like up there. And as we were just saying, you know, Oberg's set to get back out there again. Um, yeah. You know, that's these these are the kinds of things. So uh, you you want those moments. You want them in the ceremony games because you're not winning the marathon. You may as well win those little sprint moments. <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> yeah, you uh, we're, you have to win the battle because you're not going to win the war. That's right. But that's, that's okay. Right. That's okay. You can you can weaken. We can be opposing army. That's right. right. We're taking some of these guys down with us. Update on the game. Still 9-3. So, you know, that's going well. They have an Outman, but he's a hitter, which, again, you want to be a pitcher if you're named Outman. James Outman. That's not a good. hmm. No no relation to Josh. We. I assume. We assume. (laughs) I was wondering on that. Is that Willie McIver? Did he get in the game? I think that's our first time seeing him this spring. How about that? That would be nice if he's behind the dish. He's he. I'm not seeing him on a lot of prospect lists. Uh, spoiler: We got one coming. We got. We're gonna be talking to some prospects here on on DNVR, and um, he, he doesn't get uh, a lot of love. But man, he uh, he looked real good in, in Asheville uh, back in 2019. He was a, a an all star in the South Atlantic League. And he's got some pop to his bat. And so I don't know if he'll be, you know, another Tom Murphy type. Uh, and I mean that in a positive way because he'll stick yeah. around. But 
uh, he he could be something. So I've, I've been having my, having my eye on him this spring to see, you know, how he is as a receiver behind the plate. We'll see. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the catching tandem, I think this should be a, maybe a full podcast we do here soon. Um, I had our, our stat guy, Noah, run some numbers and see if I can get him to run a few more, just talking about the history of catching for the Rockies, because it's not that long, actually. You yeah, can to do uh, – well, exactly right. It's, it's a, you, can, no, you can sum it up pretty quickly, <laughs> uh, right? There's There haven't been very many, and most of them haven't been – very good and so when you look at this catching tandem of uh elias diaz and and dom nunez and then some of the guys right behind him you you mentioned willie mciver chris Rabago remains intriguing he's a he's a good receiver i'm not sure his offense is is gonna be enough to make it but we'll you know we'll find out about all that uh brian servant has gotten an interesting amount of play here in spring training so far but particularly with Nunez and Diaz, I think these guys have an opportunity here to be a, a really fascinating tandem. Uh, it's more excitement and potential behind the plate than the Colorado Rockies have had in a long time. So, again, I, I think maybe that's something we should get deeper into on another show sometime. Uh and really get through the the numbers of it because you can like what I'm basically building towards saying here is like the Rockies have a chance to have like the best season at catcher like that they've ever offensively had. yeah <laughs> yeah offensively that they've ever had that's true uh, at the very least very real potential to move into the top like three with these two guys just coming out and doing what it looks like they might be able to do so that's kind of funny <laughs> and it might be specific categories like they might be a little more swing and miss which is common for catchers, but maybe yeah. more on the power side because Diaz can definitely rake. We know Nunez can get behind one, and and uh, he's got a beautiful swing when when he does uh, do that. That's yeah, and 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 defense. I think defense is going to be important for this team, you know, all year round. Um, yeah. And and, I, and I'm, I do have my worries, but not when Josh Fuentes is in the game. I never have to worry if he's at third <laughs> base or first base. As long as he's in there, there is there's just no worry. Like he made two really great plays today. Um, and, and it's funny watching him, watching him play. It's not as seamless and as easy or natural like um, other third basemen of the past. There's some other great third basemen the Rockies have, you know, Chris Nelson, Charlie Hayes, Garrett Atkins, you know, great third baseman of their ilk. Ian Stewart. How could I have forgotten? True. Ian Stewart. Number 28. I feel like there might be another guy I'm missing. I don't think so. Um, oh, Pavleka, right. Pavleka. So, um, but outside of those guys, yeah, he just he makes some some great plays. And uh, saw Ryan McMahon struggle with one on Saturday, and Fuentes with a with a bare hander today, which which is just fantastic at at third base. So. I, I suggested this. I don't know if it was on Discord or if it was on Twitter. I don't know if you remember, Drew. And it, it, it came to me. And I go, and I thought, this actually should In be something. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it did not. But this is something that we need to start a campaign. And we we could get mm-hmm. credit. This could be a big flipping deal. Oh, wow. I've never heard this before. It has to exist somewhere. But this could really be a freaking thing. And you heard it here first. There should be a gold glove. For utility players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There How should be. is that not? Yeah. So you look at guys, now. yeah, especially now, and it's and especially when you have a guy like 
Well, you look at DJ LeMahieu, who I don't know if it was the 19 yeah. season or, or 2020, when he didn't actually – he played more games at second base than any other position, but he ultimately wasn't a definitive yeah. second baseman. He won a gold glove. That's not to say he wasn't great defensively at second base, but he wasn't you know, a, a full-time second baseman. That isn't exactly fair to other guys that are at that position. So – Take those guys that you're kind of a little here, a little there, a little infield, outfield, whatever it is, give them their own little category to a degree. And and you could be flexible with the rules. I, I don't know exactly how you would do that. But it would be nice if there was a, a gold glove given to a guy who maybe doesn't have a set position, but everywhere they go, you know, is really great defensively. Because that's that's Josh Fuentes this year. If he can um, you know get 450 at-bats, I think people will really notice because he's that he's that good defensively. Like I, I never I never saw Kike Hernandez and just thought like, oh my god, he's a whiz. I just thought very solid, and yeah. he's very solid everywhere he goes, right. which is still impressive. But he's not making those wow plays. You see Fuentes making wow plays. So right. 450 at bats, other people are going to start talking and maybe realizing that exact same thing. Like, damn. There should be an award for guys who don't have a, a set position. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, there's got to be a utility gold glove. Let's get it out there. Let's get the campaign moving. Let's get it going. That, that we, needs we, to happen. We had saves, and then they said, well, hold on. What if you're not pitching in the eighth or ninth inning? You, we need to have holds. Boom, we had holds, right? Then they had they added the, the, the final vote for the All-Star game, and there were a lot of setup guys that you yeah. see in there. And I think – Finally, baseball's coming around to these players that, you know, don't get as much love as, as they probably should and kind of get forgotten about. You got to have those utility men. You got to have good defense because all that stuff, it's quality insurance for your baseball team. And, hey, if you want to be sure that you've got quality insurance and you're not overpaying for it, which, by the way, you probably are overpaying for your car <laughs> or your home insurance. And yes. the way you can find out for sure, totally free with no obligation and not get spammed by a bunch of nonsense calls that you might get from something else, is the DNVR promise. Go to Gabby.com. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Not going to sell your info, not going to blow up your phone, any of that stuff. And they will compare your rates over top uh, 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, nationwide travelers i've still got to get this done in fact it's i think the first thing i'm going to do when we're done recording this is it's on my to-do list for today i know uh, our guy aj hayfley got on there said it's going to save him over 300 bucks for the year there have been uh i was going to say fans i guess users of it <laughs> you might become a fan of gabby if it's going to save you up to 961 dollars per year on wow. average that's that's nice extra money to have right back in your pocket that was just going to insurance companies before. So check it out. Get on there again. It's G-A-B-I, Gabby.com slash D-N-V-R. Go check them out. Make sure you do go to the slash D-N-V-R because that gives us credit. And we really appreciate you for that. And would love to keep these guys as a sponsor because it's just a way of saving you money. That's We're just trying to help you out with this one. I know a lot of times we're, we're getting your money. If you want extra money for more Breck Brew and Hassel Cattle Company and all that stuff, you don't want to be sending it to insurance companies. So check them out.
Um, you do not open. And then with the, you know, $300 you end up saving just by, you know, I don't know, 10 subscriptions you know, to the dnvr.com for your friends. Yeah, totally. you, you don't have to do that. Get treat, um, Just buy some shirts for yourself. It's fine. I, I was going to say, though, if you're not a member yet, you got now's the time to become one. Now I know a lot of you've probably let it expire over the off season. Totally understand. You usually get it going right before the baseball season starts. But hey, is that? Oh, is that? Oh, that's now. That that's that's right now. Uh, perfect time to get back in on the subscription. You get access to a whole bunch of written content. You get to come hang out with us in the Discord channel, our private chat room, where we're always talking about anything and everything under the sun. You get hooked up with a free DNVR shirt. You get access to weekly member deals at the DNVR Larker. Larker? No, Locker. And with our partners, uh, and you get a bigger beer down at the DNVR bar, all that stuff that you know about. But right now, there's a really great thing going on with one of our new partners. They're hooking you up with a free, uh, sorry, the free shirt you knew about, but you get the Recover Holistic Stick from Holistic Wellness. Uh, you know we're all about CBD here. The stick sends you packs, 10 milligrams of CBD. This one focused on recovery. All you do, pop the top off of that stick, pour it in any drink, stir and consume. It is amazing. So easy to use. No mess. Grab the stick, pop off the top, stir it in. Check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. And use code DNVR to get 30% off your first purchase Get that DNVR annual membership, a free shirt, and the holistic stick with the coupon inside. It is a banger of a deal. See which one works for you. Recovery, sleep, stress, digest, beauty. I might need four or five of those things to let you know how it works. Uh, but let, let, let us know. Head over to DN, thednvr.com today and become a member of the family. Definitely got to do that. Save money. Look better feel better we're even workshopping uh, some new ideas on some rockies t-shirts that may be coming in the near future to get your get your gear and again by supporting the dnvr.com and the dnvr locker you're supporting your players and you're supporting your wardrobe and you're not supporting right. certain franchises so you're having your cake and eating it too which is what everybody wants to do right, right now you can tell Eric what shirts you want to see made if you're a member and you come hang out in the DNVR chat. Come hang out in Rocky's channel and let him know what shirts you want to see made. But that's right. If, if None of the proceeds if, go to Dick Monfort. <laughs> they, you said it. Yeah. If, if we have to make a one of one Jonathan Daza shirt, Eric might do that. I don't. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Although, although the character might look great. a little like a treasure troll, that would be fine. And. I think we might sell a couple more. I was going to say, a, actually, that you're selling me on it now. Now I want one. Yeah, I mean, if Jonathan Daza has a big year, they I know they could do uh, like the Nationals did in the past where they had like a Chia pet um, for Bryce Harper. And I don't know that you could grow the hair, but it was you could grow the beard out and with, with Chia seeds. And so if you could do something like that with, you know, some kind of potted flower growing out the top of the hair because Daza's he's got it on point when it's, it's yeah. bleached and all poofy it's, like that. It's amazing. Tapia's got the bleach going on too. I don't know if there was an off-season meeting, but best hair. One of the best yeah. hair. I mean, he he's top five best hair in the game. Because honestly, I can't think of anyone who has better hair than him. Bryce Harper, great hair, sure. Great, good hair. But, but who else? Like who else right now that you can think of? Justin Turner. You know, when he gets his out long, just because it's red and it's so unique, 
Yeah, he's in the conversation. He's, I'm not I saying mean, he's better. I'm just throwing right, out names no, that you think of. Yeah, when you think of gray yeah. hair. McCutcheon, after he cut his dreadlocks off. Yeah, I was going to say McCutcheon for the bottom a while. Of the list. Uh, Lindor, did, was he doing short dreads that he was I'm doing? I'm okay with way, Lindor. That's, you know, that's well, he bleached not, his. He just has curly. Yeah, he just, yeah. It's iconic. It's not better, but it's it's good. No, yeah, it's, it's on the list. Right, it's in right. the top 10 conversation. Syndergaard, when he grows it out, that looks nice. Yeah, yeah. That's Thor's the top 10. D-Rod, Derek Rodriguez cut his off. Uh, until I saw him mm. on TV the other day, I didn't realize that. I, I didn't realize, you know, if you remember when he made his major league debut, he was with the Giants and it was out of the bullpen against the Rockies and uh, right. long flowing locks. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of guys, you know, let it, let it grow out that long. I like, mm. you know, Rollison doesn't have great hair yet, but when he's got the cap on and he's got like some curls mm. kind of flowing out just the back. Like it's clean on the sides, yeah. but it's just a little on the back. You always know it's him. He had the same look last year. And I go, all right, he, his hair could be something. His, something he is a prospect. Yeah. His hair, also a prospect. Right. Where is John Gray's hair situation these days? He, I, uh, I was just, uh, I had my eye on that the other always. day. And I think, I don't even think he's going with the mohawk right now. I don't oh. even think he's got the mohawk. He's just, he, had, he was an all time great. Yeah. Just defeated on the hair front. Every time I remember early in his career, every time he had a bad game, people online, people like the, the one particular old fogey at the Denver. I'll say it, Mark Kislow. <laughs> Complained <laughs> about a, his hair, he's right? Cut his hair. What? Get rid of that hair. If you're going to pitch that bad, you can't have that hair. I was like, what in the what world mean? are you talking about? If anything, it should be, if you're going to pitch that bad, you shouldn't have eyebrows. Like there should, it should be punitive of like, look, you're allowed to grow your hair out, but if there's some kind of punishment, buzz it. Thank you. All right. We're getting a comment that MLB could use more mustaches. Is it direct correlation to what I've got on my face? I mean, do you have a good mustache? Well, you just grow everything just else. The you grow everything yeah. else. Yeah. You can't separate it. Like. It's a no. You rock just the mustache a lot better than I would. If I got rid of the rest of this, it wouldn't. And full disclosure, I have never had the same facial hair for more than like a year of my life. Yeah. I frequently change my my head. Always changes. <laughs> like my hair, my you know, like, my hair is crazy long now, but like the facial hair changes frequently too. But since I started working for DNVR. And, you know, and I have a, a little cartoon on the DFA show. So I'm like, I feel like this is my look. I don't know if anyone would recognize me. <laughs> I got rid of my mustache and soul right. patch. I've always had the soul patch, but I got other stuff going on with it. But this is the longest I've had it ever in my life. Yeah. Unless no, you count it, peach fuzz from age 13 to 21. Sure. I mean, I guess a, that technically is the longest. very important era in <laughs> – in the history of anyone's facial hair. But yeah, I mean, baseball used to have so many great mustaches. And could we even come up with like a top five of current guys right now? Who's How about Rockies players who just have had a single mustache? So Tony, obviously, in recent history, Tony? Walters had a, a pretty fantastic set. But they like Tony kept his for almost a whole year. Ian Desmond rocked a phenomenal mustache for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> and then got rid of that it. Was, it was like, that was that was the same week that I started uh, coming on the pods and it was like, yeah. oh, Ian Desmond and Patrick have the same mustache. Right? And I go, ah, oh, why did we have to start the same week? But yes, I I lasted a little bit longer. My mustache lasted longer in the in the Denver market than Ian Desmond. <laughs> I can Desmond. say that. Fair enough. Uh 
I think Eric Young might have had one for a minute, senior. Okay, yeah. Or he might have been more of a goatee. I'm not. It's it's hard. It, they kind of blend together a little bit. Armando Reynoso rocked a mustache. Yeah, good call. That was a pretty solid. Just Jim Leland. But never, yeah, never like a Raleigh Fingers or a you know. No. Nothing, nothing that iconic, or even who else have had like. Um, John Axford. Oh, they actually had John Axford. They said they never oh, had a guy go. like John Axford. Wait, they had John Axford. <laughs> Literally. But not when he was was doing the thing. When he was in Milwaukee for a while, he would get creative yeah. with his mustache. You can do that when you're good. I think you can do that. <laughs> That's right. I think that was Kisla's point about John Gray. Right? <laughs> He's not doing anything weird. That's just his hair, man. <laughs> Daniel Megden had that last year with Oakland. Uh, the yeah. Rockies started against him. That was... Uh, that was a thing going on, but yeah, I mean, we get we got the beard with Charlie Blackman. Looks great. Yeah. Looks great on uh, Brendan Rogers, the Nasty Boys. I I think yeah. I think they're kind of the Nasty Boys. Chris Owings is, I guess he's almost there, like Paul Ellering. He's you know shaved head, but he has right. the beard, so he's like their manager of the Nasty Boys. And as long as we spell nasty with a Z, with a Z, Z's, then, then it's not the boys. That's the most that's, WCW thing ever. That's the shirt that I want. I want to see the Nasty Boys back to back, Blackman and B Rod. I think that I think that would play. Maybe what if it was a sleeveless, a sleeveless T? Now that might be something. Now we're selling it. I need to see you on the documentary in the future, like Vanilla Ice. Like, no, no, no. That's how theirs goes. This is how ours goes. <laughs> ours goes snick, 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 Z and nasty. Snick, boom. That's how that goes. That's how. That's what we're. That's what we have to do when we're on YouTube. If we have to sing a song to Michaela to see if she right. recognizes it, we're gonna have to kind of go off pitch just a little bit on that. Antonio Santos enters the game. This is this is hey, his first uh, appearance. Playing. I think he was having some visa issues actually earlier in the spring. Oh, that's right. So that's, that was an interesting story. Couldn't get in the country. Uh, that yeah. actually happens uh, like, a lot. Yeah, semi regularly. Uh, I was going to say for the Rockies, probably like once every other year, there's somebody who gets to right. camp a little bit late. So I would imagine that's probably however many guys per team per year. You do the math. I'm not going. <laughs> you do that. The analytic. The analytic can do it for we'll, the Rockies. We'll let the analytic get in on that. According to our numbers, it's to be expected one of our guys would have issue. That Tim Fedorovich, one of the guys. What we got to do? We got to do a top five guys that you don't want to be the key player in your post game write up because you don't want to have to spell Tim Fedorovich five, six, seven times. Put it in the headline. Um, I'm I, I I love being self deprecating. I feel like I don't do it enough on the podcast. I just I do it in my life enough, and my wife and I we make fun of each other all day long. So she, when she just rips me a new one, it's it's my favorite. But I'll say this right now, I am still not confident how to spell Zach Greinke. Both parts of his name, both parts of his name. I know. I I, I have to even Zach. check on Zach every time. Actually, I'm, I I now know for a fact. But it wasn't that long ago. I still thought maybe there was an H in there. Yeah. I now know it's a K. Yeah. But the Granky part, 50-50 on every time. E I E before I. No. As in Granky. It's I. It is I E. I before yes, E. Because except after Grank. Yes, because we were getting graphics, and I realized after I had sent Kale something, 
for Granky, and I go, I misspelled it wrong. It's going to be misspelled on the graphic, but uh, there was no, there was, there was no, they didn't, he didn't have to spell Granky out on the graphic. It was just the search. Uh, and I go, I spelled it wrong. E-I, but no, it's, it's I-E. I don't know why. Why? It just doesn't seem like it Why both be. of us? Did he change it? You know, he is, if <laughs> now. Mandela effect, right? <laughs> he's the kind of guy that would change. Really would totally. I wonder if he did. He maybe did. <laughs> In fact, he when he came, when he made his de- debut, I'm pretty sure he was Zachary Grinkowositz. Uh, so that, <laughs> and then he, over time, he's just kind of shortened his name. Who's that pitcher for the Braves? Oh, we can play this game again. We got to get a graphic for this. Oh, God. Recent, recent guy though. I don't know I if he's still do. with the Braves. Uh, he's another one. He always seemed to pitch well against the Rockies, and then every time I start the game, like, great. Okay, here we go. So what was his? How oh, was his name? Left, big lefty. I think oh, he's still with the Braves. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. Mike Fultonevich. Fultonevich. Every time yes. I had to write, write out Fultonevich, it was like, there's a <laughs> lot of extra letters in here. Atlanta <laughs> pitcher, big name is spelled funny. Got I it. got it. Got it's you. like, name that tune. You go, all right, yeah. can you name this guy that Drew's yeah. thinking of in six right. hints? Hey, Elliot Soto come now batting for the Los Angeles Dodger. Dodgers, a former. Uh, Rockies Triple A guy with Albuquerque. I, I think he made actually. It might have been in 2019. He might have. He was a final uh, uh, finalist for Play of the Year. Made an oh, amazing yeah. diving stab. Oh man, I, I can't wait for minor league baseball to come back too. I know, right? In Albuquerque, there's gonna be games. We're gonna see Hartford back in action again. This is like Heineke. Yeah. Okay. I don't don't tell me because I think I I think I know how to spell it. There's no mnemonic <laughs> devices to help spell Zach Greinke at this point. Potential future member of the 10-10 club. We're all waiting for Let's it. I can't go. wait. I'm rooting for an Astro to do exactly one positive thing this year. That's it. Even if they give it to him like, you know, when, when Michael Strahan got the sack on Brett Favre and you just go, that, come on, that was anybody trying on that play? Give, give Greinke the stolen base. Yeah. Give, it, give it to him. Right. Um, right. Come on. Walter Johnson, Bob Gibson, Zach Greinke, and the one that I can't remember, I have remembered, Bucky Walters is his name. Bucky, Bucky Walters. Bucky Walters. Never heard of him otherwise, other than this No. This distinction of 10 homers and 10 small bases. have been a, a, a ball player or a sidekick for a superhero. There were two options for him. Now you have me second guessing myself, thinking, "Wait, is that is that uh, the Winter Soldier? Is is that yeah. Falcon Boy? Bucky. Wait, Bucky. no, it, yeah. but it's not Bucky Walters, no, though, right? N- no, no, no. It's Bucky O'Hare. No, that was a different <laughs> character. Do you know that name? You know Bucky O'Hare? No, it sounds familiar. It was like a cartoon rabbit, like an outer space cartoon rabbit. Bucky, Captain yeah. Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare might have right, been around in circa ninety one. No. 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 Bucky Harris, uh, borderline Hall of Famer. Uh, his his name is in the rafters. Bucky Bucky Bleepin' Dent. Uh, yeah. Bucky Barnes, that was the one. Bucky Barnes. He's the Winter Soldier. <laughs> that's it. And that's it. And every every eight year old child with buck teeth is a Bucky. <clears throat> his name Bucky. And that's it. They're all, all right. tied for fourth place. Congratulations. All the buckies out there. 
Uh, well, this has been fun. <laughs> I'm ready to go for another hour. I, mean, after I know, this, right? We're in the ninth inning, but we might say. as well just just keep going. And oh, how, this, this was a fun one. What was this? Was this Friday? Where um, the, what the the whoever who were the Rockies playing? Where the was it the Padres? Padres were winning. It was in Peoria. Mm-hmm. And the umpire said, "No, you guys aren't going to play the bottom of the ninth. Oh yeah, even because <laughs> yeah. because it, it was inconsequential. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it that was like, Friday. I can't remember. Yeah, just go. Nah. And then they they put the records of the teams up here on the MLB app, but they don't put like, the ties. They don't put ties right. up there. Oh. James Outman triples, and the Dodgers will extend their lead to twelve to three. So, not a great." <laughs> not what this, Antonio Santos is hoping for. This might literally be his just – he didn't have a bullpen session. He might have even gotten off the plane. Like, I want <laughs> to see in between innings. From the airport. You're like, let's see if he grabs his uh, his bag. And you go, oh, my God, it's a suitcase. He has a suitcase. Like, that would uh, – it wouldn't, it wouldn't be entirely shocking. Phenomenal stuff. So, are they, yeah, I guess they're – they probably will go ahead and play the bottom of the ninth here, but I'm going to guess the Rockies don't make a remarkable comeback. If the Rockies hit a walk-off home run in the ninth of a spring training game, does it? Does does anyone remember it? That's right. the question. You should. We'll ask Greg Bird that this week. Yeah, well, I was going to say Greg Bird might remember it. I remember. I will always remember Corel Prime hitting a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth in a spring training game, especially now that it looks like not to speak too early, but you know, he's never going to play major league baseball and uh, knowing he was such a good guy and, and he was such a good friend to so many of the guys who are on the team now. Mm. It's like Ryan McMahon's best friend and a bunch of those guys in that, that clubhouse. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was another one. Um, but uh, I also got the perfect picture of it on my phone. Uh, which is very rare. We're actually just with my cell phone, taking a picture, having no idea what was going to happen. I got the moment of impact. So I got the ball hitting the bat clear as day, showed it to him right after the game too. But yeah, it was like hit a walk off home run in a spring training game. That had to feel pretty darn cool. Yeah. Do you remember if guys actually came out to celebrate? Cause they didn't for bird. And I was like, is that a safety protocol thing? Or yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, they already um, left I, the dugout. I, I think they did. I I remember guys I being think pretty, they would. pretty stoked for him. Yeah, I would think in a, in, in a normal world, you just go, "That's that's my guy." And and again, um, at that point in the game, it's probably going to be his teammates at you know high A, double A, whatever it is. Right. So they're like, "Yeah, no, this this is great. Let's kind of live it up. That's We're cool. on the big field. We're in Salt River Field. We're on the on the major stage here. So we might as well celebrate it." But yeah, not the case on Friday night for Greg Bird. That's no, okay. Just. To quiet, they'll they'll celebrate when it does count. Let's, That's let's right. Hope. They'll celebrate when it when it does mean something. Well, keep hanging out with us between now and when they start really meaning something. But they're 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 ratcheting up really in importance from here on out. So we're going to be diving a little deeper into what's going mm-hmm. on out there on the field as, as the days go on. As Patrick said, uh, before too long, we're going to start breaking down all the minor league stuff for you. We're going to be sure to have more guests, you know, to be on the lookout for Drew Goodman once a week from Michaela once a week, all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, the DFA show, you don't want to miss any of it. If you uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll make sure you catch all the most visually interesting things that we're doing here. Going to be 
more games and more graphics and more fun and more of that stuff coming your way too. So make sure you're hanging out with us there. Uh, we really got to try to catch up to those abs and nuggets guys, man. They they've got a whole community hanging out with them on YouTube. We want to be able to make sure we've got that going on as well. So uh, move on over there. If you're following in other means, most of the time, we really do appreciate it. It, it helps us build there when you hit like in the bell icon and all that stuff. I, I know people ask for it a lot, and it seems like, man, like, can it really help? But it, it really, really does, surprisingly enough. So, And if we have to wear jorts, we will. That's right. If we've got to match Rudo and wear jorts, if you've got to send in your comments on YouTube and, and demand that we do things, especially once, you know, we start getting closer here, and I'm going to be down at the bar uh, within reason. You know, there were people making Speedos. me drink on the Avs show. I can throw down some Breck. I can, you know, do what I need to do. Uh, we'll have fun with it. The whole point is to have fun. And as we've said before, you know, sometimes we're going to have to be creating that fun ourselves because the Rockies, as far as wins go, not going to be creating a whole lot. But yeah, we, we may have to have like a, a, a defined costume. Like after every win, yeah, where we have to dress like the blue meanie in, in jorts and a, and a cutoff baby tee, and a sleeveless mm-hmm. cutoff baby tee with our tummies hanging Oof. out. It's like, hey, the Oof. purple meanies, why not? Quite, quite the look, quite the look. <laughs> Well, if you want to see that, <laughs> make sure you're I'm sorry for planting that seed, Drew. Let's hope it doesn't. Let's hope this <laughs> land dirt know. has been salted. Let's sir, oh, let's no. hope this soil has been ruined uh, and nothing grows of the seed I've just planted. Or if you'd like to suggest maybe something slightly less horrifying, follow us on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. As we said before, you got to subscribe to the DNVR.com for all of the written content, plus the discounts on hats, shirts, masks, a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar, and access to our private chat room, the lounge in the Discord channel, where you can talk to us about baseball 24-7, the other sports, your favorite movies or television, whatever deliciousness you're cooking up or whatever beautiful sights you've seen out there in the world recently, whatever's going on in your world, we want to hear about it. We want to talk to you about it because we're all a community here at DNVR. And that's what being a member really is about, becoming a member of our extended family here. We really do appreciate each and every one of you for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Hey, as always, we hope that show put a smile on your face. And if you want your smile to be the best it absolutely can be, you got to go check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, a longtime DNVR supporter. They're absolutely fantastic. The best damn family dentist in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver, located in Lakewood. They treat you like family there. They make sure that you take care of yourself. They take care of you. Everything is feeling as good and even potentially as fun. Yes, believe it or not, they can make going to the dentist fun, at least as fun as possible. So check them out. Uh, They'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. They'll make you feel like family. And most importantly, they'll take care of that ever-important part of your health. You know you've been needing to get out to the dentist for a long time. Don't put it off 
any further today, check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.